So the other day, my wife and I are watching an old TV program from way back in the early 1970s, and a suit a man was wearing looked like something you could buy in a store today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, in watching that TV program, I think it came out around 1975, maybe 1974, I couldn't help but notice that some of the fashion that people were wearing almost 50 years ago, a lot of it is coming back in style. There was a song on Broadway, matter of fact, back in 1974, called Everything Old is New Again. And it's been performed by the Rockettes and others over the years. And, and it brings to mind a thought process. We, we think that everything we're going through in our lifetime, in our world today, is thoroughly unique. That we've never been here before. And I'm reminded of something that comes to us from the scripture. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little passage. I'm going to use the New American Standard Bible. It's a lot easier for most of you to understand. And this is from Ecclesiastes chapter 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Futility of futilities, says the preacher. Futility of futilities, all is futility. What advantage does a person have in all his work which he does under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. Also the sun rises, the sun sets, and hurrying to its place it rises there again. Blowing toward the south and turning toward the north, the wind continues swirling along, and on its circular course the wind returns. All the rivers flow into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place where the rivers flow, they flow again. All things are wearisome. No one can tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything? of which one might say, see this, it is new. It has already existed for ages, which were before us. There is no remembrance of the earlier things and the latter things as well will occur. And there'll be no remembrance of them among those that will later come. Now, I want you to think for just a moment. You may say, well, Bob, look at our technology. Look at our computers. Look at all the things we can do. Technology is something that was always ready to be discovered. It's always been here. The ability to create our computers, all the resources were here. It just took generations to figure it out. We talk about some of the evil that we see in the world today. Well, this evil has always been with us. We can talk about the horrible things happening in our societies today and around the world today. We can talk about wars. We can talk about transgenderism. We can talk about evil leaders and rulers and all of it. And, they, and evil rulers, they come and go. Look over history. Evil rulers have always come and gone. Even some of the new religions that are discovered are nothing but recycled paganism. 
from 3,000 years ago or more. We are at a time that we need to take stock to realize many of the problems we are facing today are the same problems we've been facing over the generations of mankind. And the same solution to those problems is still there. God sent his son Jesus Christ to redeem the world. And we've lost sight of it. We think that it's just old religion. It doesn't have any bearing today. But truly it does. Now today, guest host Jim Calhoun is coming to the microphone in just a moment. And Jim is going to pick up on this theme of everything old is new again. And how there really isn't anything new under the sun. And the sooner we recognize that evil is evil, right is right, and wrong is wrong, the better off we are going to be. It is time for Christians to stop being in the shadows. And it's time for Christians to be engaged in the world. Here's Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Every week I try to come up with something a little different because I don't want to say the same things or go the same direction. Because I really do want to be an asset to Truth to Ponder. And so I try to think outside the box and give you something a little bit different to think about. And also, my prep for the show is just praying and then waiting to hear from God. That's how I prep to do Truth to Ponder. But in the meantime, I do study and I try to keep current on different things around the world. But what I really try to do more than anything else is to stay obedient to God and to try to convey what he puts on my heart. And I have a little bit of a different show today, which a lot of my shows are different. But I want to talk about some of the old fables, like Aesop's fables and some of the things that we learn as children, nursery rhymes and things like that, different kind of stories that most people have heard growing up. Now, why would I talk about that? Because I think a lot of these old stories are very relevant to revisit today in these very difficult times. So I'm going to be going back and revisiting some of these ancient old stories that most of us have heard. And as we look at the world events, we see that there's a group of people who are trying to subjugate the world and trying to get them to change their thought process. And one perfect example of that is this whole transgender movement. Now, how old is the transgender movement? Well, it's not that old. You had the gay rights and you had all these other things that were happening. But all of a sudden, up pops this new species called transgender. Now. Is there a book anywhere called The Great Transgenders of History? Not that I'm aware of. I think this transgender nonsense, which it is nonsense, is very recent. It's a recent phenomenon. And the way that it's being packaged and pushed, some of the more simple-minded people among us seem to be falling for it hook, line, and sinker. And what's really amazing is it's the people that say, follow the science. When you question the COVID vaccination, which is not a real vaccine, when you question this kill shot that they were forcing everyone to get, all of a sudden you're a science denier. Follow the science. You're a science denier. 
Well, I'm going to look at all you transgenders and all the people that believe in transgenderism, and I'm going to call you a science denier. Follow the science. There is no way you can scientifically prove there's more than two genders. You can scientifically prove that there's an oddity here and there, but you cannot definitively prove through science that there are more than two genders. There is male and there's female. And so I'm going to start off with the emperor has no clothes. You remember that story? Most people do know that story. But for those that don't know the story, there was a king that was wearing nothing, but he had some tailors that told the king that they'd made him the most wonderful suit. He had the best clothes in the world. And since everyone was kind of scared of this king and they didn't want to disappoint him, when he walked in naked, people would say, oh, beautiful clothes. Wow, look at the fabric. Look at the color on that. Now the king, the king couldn't see the clothes, but it was said that if you couldn't see the clothes, then you were very much inferior. So only the best people could see these clothes. So the king didn't want to admit that he didn't see them. So he would go out there and strut his stuff and everyone would ooh and ah over these clothes that weren't there. And it took one honest little boy to look at the king and say, he's not wearing any clothes, he's naked. Then all of a sudden, everyone who was lying to the king came to the realization that they were being fools. They'd all been fooled by these people that told the king that they had made him this beautiful wardrobe. And that's the way I see transgenderism. It's being pushed down people's throat. There's 850 genders this week, and there might be 8,050 genders the next week. Where does it stop? It doesn't. And it's a bunch of people that want to change society. And so they're just pushing a narrative with no proof of any kind. They just push. And they can't take any pushback. And if there's a sub-theme to this show, it's pushing back. And it's time that we all used our common sense and pushed back. Because if we just let these people lie to us and keep quote-unquote gaslighting us, which I do not like that phrase, it's outright lying, if we let these people have a platform and also have the dominant say-so as far as they're right and we're all wrong, well, I'm not going to let that happen anymore. Transgender does not exist. It's like jackalopes in Wyoming. How many jackalopes have you really seen hopping around Wyoming? Well, there are none. It's a fabricated animal that has fascinated lots of people for years. Well, a transgender is nothing but a modern jackalope. They don't exist. There might be people that are mixed up emotionally and mentally, and they really need help. They don't need to be put under a knife or given hormone treatments that will possibly cause these people to commit suicide later on. So it's time to look at the transgenders and say, transgenderism does not exist. Mental illness does exist. We don't have to be mean about it. We can be loving because a lot of people are truly mixed up. They're ill-informed and they're told that all of their problems will go away if they just think that they're a different gender than what they are. And it's absolutely evil what's going on. But we have to stand up and say no to these transgender people and tell them that it isn't real. You might have a delusion that you are a male if you're a female, or vice versa, but it's your delusion, and your delusion does not make it a reality. 
I could be delusional and say I'm the richest man in the world. And I could demand that everyone treat me like the richest man in the world. And I should demand that I have VIP parking everywhere and people should just fawn over me and do all these things for me because I'm the richest man in the world. And so let's say I'm deceived into that. Does that make me the richest man in the world? No, not at all. Just like these people that claim to be transgender, just because they claim to be, there's no such thing as transgender. They might as well claim to be a jackalope. It's the same thing. And so we have to be like the little boy with the emperor with no clothes. We need to look at this whole movement and say, it doesn't exist. Why are you pushing something that does not exist? It's kind of like the other movement that doesn't exist, the global warming, which was global cooling. And before that, it was the ozone hole. And before that, it was acid rain. Anything these people can point a finger at and claim that it's happening, then all of a sudden, it becomes the next big thing. And while it's the next big thing, you can't question it. You have to just walk in lockstep and believe everything that you're being told. And right now, transgenderism and climate change are the two big things they're pushing. Now, while I do believe in climate change, I don't believe in it like we're being told. The climate change that I see is being done by the governments themselves and financed by the people that claim to love the earth. They're the ones behind the chemtrails, and I do think the weather is being manipulated. And so, yes, I think there is some climate change going on. But they're blaming we the people, the common people of the world, because we have a gasoline-powered lawnmower, or maybe we use hairspray, or we have a spray can of paint, and we paint something in our yard. All of a sudden, it's our fault, because we have all this climate change, when indeed it's them, the people that are using us as scapegoats for their mischief that they're doing to the climate. And it's time to call these people to the carpet, too. There's one thing that we need to do as a society, and that's stand up. Most of the people that listen to Truth to Ponder know the difference between right and wrong and up and down. They understand left and right. They understand black and white. They understand things can be cut and dried. It either is or isn't. There either are jackalopes or there are no jackalopes. Jackalopes can't exist in some people's mind, and so that makes them real. So you have to really watch your pronouns and your adjectives if you're talking to people that believe in jackalopes, because you can't offend them. Because if you offend those people that believe in jackalopes, well, you're a horrible person. Doesn't that sound absurd? Well, of course it does, because it is. And so are all these things that these new social engineers are pushing. They're absurd. And so I think it's time that we start pushing back. And here's another old story. And most people have heard this one. But for those who haven't, it's a battle between the sun and the wind to see which one of those powers could make a man take his coat off. And so the cold wind said, I'm going to blow and blow and blow, and I'm going to blow this man's coat right off his body. I can take that coat off, and he'll be coatless, and I'll win. And so the wind blew and blew, and the harder it blew, the more the guy grabbed his coat and tucked it tight against his body. So finally the wind blew with everything it had, 
and still the man held on to that coat like he was holding on for dear life. The sun said, well, it's my turn. And so the sun just gently turned on its rays. The man got warm. He took his coat off. It's that simple. And what we have right now is we have all of these people who are social engineers that are looking at us saying, we're going to force these people to believe in transgenderism. We're going to force these people to believe in all this leftist and communist agenda. We're going to force these people to accept what we're telling them. They better accept or else. And so they push and they push and they push. And the mainstream media pushes with them. You can't turn on your television without being preached to about you're a white supremacist or you're ruining the planet or you're a homophobe or a xenophobe or some other kind of phobe. And the children are starving and it's your fault because you happen to have a supper tonight. So it's your fault because someone somewhere else didn't have supper. And they push and push and push. And that's all we get, a steady diet of that. We've had years of that. It's kind of like that old movie called The Running Man. All these people were brainwashed in this movie, The Running Man, to where they thought that everything was just fine. But it took someone to stand up against the system to point out that everything wasn't fine, that they were being lied to and manipulated. And it's time for us as a people to stand up and say, we're done with your lies. We're done with your manipulation. So as they blow their cold wind on us, and they try to force their agenda on us, and they blow and blow and blow, we simply need to say no and stand up. And we need to turn the sunshine on, is what we need to do. Now, for example, if you're being pushed that since you do not agree with the election results of 2020, and you question that, all of a sudden, now if you question the results of that election, that makes you a bad person. Now let me ask you an honest question. If there was nothing irregular about that election, they would have nothing to hide. So they would welcome people to look into it because they know the truth and we would know the truth because we'd find the truth that there was really nothing wrong with that election. So if these people had nothing to hide, and if they did nothing wrong during that election, then there's no reason why they should be angry with us or trying to tell us that we're bad people for looking at that election. But yet, they're telegraphing the fact that they did mess up that election. They did steal it. Because if everything was on the up and up, they wouldn't be pushing the narrative that if you look at that election and question it, that somehow makes you a bad person, a white supremacist or a terrorist or a domestic threat. All these things that the FBI and, and several other agencies of the government are now looking at people and looking into their lives and their bank accounts and everything else because they question the election. Now, that tells me that definitely there's something wrong with that election. And they can't hide it, and so they're trying to bully us. They're like that cold wind blowing. They're trying to blow the coat off of us, so to speak. They're trying to blow us into silence. They're trying to bully us. Well, what do you do to bullies? You punch him in the nose. That's how you handle a bully. Now, I'm not saying to physically punch anyone in the nose, but figuratively punch him in the nose. And how do you do that? By standing up to him and telling him no, telling him they're wrong, and resist. That's one word that we all need to understand and we all need to use. And we all need to put in our daily life. 
and that's resist. We need to resist this madness. We need to resist being called a terrorist or a white supremacist or whatever they want to call us simply because we see the truth. And since we see the truth, they have to shut us up. So they have to do underhanded things, dastardly things, evil things, threaten people. And right now there's political prisoners being held without charge and without bail in Washington, D.C. And the only thing that they did was trespass. And how can you trespass into a public building when the police open the doors and usher you in? And also, where is all the camera evidence? Well, these people can't have this camera evidence anywhere, and so they're suppressing it. They're trying really hard right now to suppress anything that Donald Trump will do to try to defend himself off this illegal raid that they did in Mar-a-Lago. And right now, Alex Jones is going through another show trial to where the judge has already found him guilty and is not allowing him or his lawyer to speak again for the second time in a row. And so they're taking away Alex Jones's First Amendment rights, and they're trying to shut him and everyone else like him down. Now, I'm not comparing myself to Alex Jones because I'm small potatoes, but I am going to say this. They want to shut people like me down. Why? Because I question things. I question myself. I question everything that I do, everything that I think. I try to make sure that I keep from going down the wrong path. So it's in my nature to question things. But being told that that makes me a terrorist is stunning. And it's also pretty frightening. But it is time that we resisted. Because just like Alex Jones is having his First Amendment rights totally taken away from him, and he is an American citizen, they're establishing things in the courtroom called precedents. And they're going to try to use case law, and they'll go back to this kangaroo court, this rigged court that is so-called trying the case, which they're not. They're just prosecuting the case, and there really is no case to begin with. The only thing they're trying to do is silence the opposition. And a lot of people think that Alex Jones is a controlled opposition, and I'm not going to say anything about that because I don't know. But I do know that if he loses his First Amendment rights, then I could easily lose mine, and you could easily lose yours as well. And so we have to resist and tell these people no, because that's one thing that these people cannot stand, and that's having someone stand up to them. You notice that bullies, once you stand up to them and they know that they're not going to get their way very easily, they move on down the road and pick on someone else. That's just the nature of bullies. And so as communities, we need to come together and tell these people no. And if you're going to talk politically, it all has to start within your county and your congressional district. We need to take our counties back. That's the grassroots. Take our counties back. And anybody that shows up at one of your county meetings, let's say that it's a political meeting, a political party, we really have to look at the elected people we have right now and point out to them that, number one, they're a public servant and that they work for us. And number two, if they've been serving for more than one term, then either they're not effective or they're part of the problem. So it's time we cleaned house in our counties and in our congressional districts. 
We need to get rid of the career politicians. We need to get rid of the people who are really energetic and, let's say, too ambitious. They want the power too much. They're trying to grab that brass ring, not for we the people, but for their own ego. It's time to clean house, and it needs to happen at your county level. And if enough counties do that, then all of a sudden their whole congressional district is cleaned up. We're not going to clean up Washington, not at all. We the people will never clean up Washington because they've rigged everything. But we can clean up our counties, and that means the county sheriff and everyone that works the courthouse, the the whole machine in your county. If you have tyrants in your county government, whether they be your representative or your sheriff, time to send them packing. George Soros and people like that throw millions, if not billions of dollars in local elections, but they can't cover every election. They can't buy every election. And if enough congressional districts in a state can clean up their own mess, then all of a sudden the whole state could be cleaned out. So it is possible through the ballot box, but it's not going to be done in a national race because just like I questioned the 2020 election, I saw what they do in national politics. They cheated. That's my opinion. Can I prove it? Well, one thing that I can use as a proof is how much the other side is trying to silence anyone like me. Why would they silence me if I was telling a lie? They would want to embarrass me. They wouldn't want to silence me if I wasn't telling the truth. And so I'm going to say that if they had a real court with real discovery and real questions asked, And also, the evidence wasn't thrown out because of procedural problems, that the evidence was looked at and introduced under its own merit. I think it would be really easy to prove that the 2020 election was absolutely rigged, and that whole election should be thrown out. Now, I don't think it will be, but I think it should be. And so I really think that we need to get together, and we need to understand that we're going to have to take care of things locally. And we're going to have to look at some of the examples that our forefathers left, not only with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence, and also the Articles of Confederation. We have a lot of historical documents that we can lean on and go back and revisit and get a lot of wisdom and knowledge from our forefathers. But we can go back even farther than that into the very fabric of our society and visit some of these old sayings and some of these old stories and bring them up to speed as far as comparing them with situations that are happening now. And before I go on break, I'm going to mention one more story, and that's the little red hen. The little red hen was baking, and she needed help. And so she would ask the different animals to do different tasks as she was trying to bake, and I believe it was bread. And everyone that was asked to help, they'd say, not I. They had an excuse. They were too busy. Not I. And so when the little red hen finally was able to do everything herself, and she baked this beautiful loaf of bread, she asked, who's ready to eat? And all these people that told her, not I, they all said, yes, I'm ready to eat. That smells great. Let's eat. And she scolded them, and she wouldn't let them eat. She said, you had your chance to be part of this, but you didn't do it. And that's where we're at, folks. It's time for us to quit saying, not I, because it's up to you. 
And it's up to me. It's up to us. And we can do it. We can do this. But we have to have an attitude that we can do it. And we have to get off our backsides, roll up our sleeves, and do it. Now, I know I make it sound awful simple, but that's where we start. And one of the best places to start is resisting all of the lies and the tyranny and all the things that are being pushed on us. And you look at Canada and the tyranny that's happening there, and also the Netherlands with how the farmers are being absolutely treated horrid. That's coming for us next, because everything that they're doing is being done on a worldwide basis. And it seems like if it works in one place, all of a sudden it's introduced in another. So it's time for us to band together as Christians and as fellow citizens, brothers and sisters of the earth. We need to get together. We need to look at things as they are, not as how we're being told they are. The emperor, I'm here to tell you that the emperor has no clothes. It's time to admit that and tell people. And also, it's time to quit saying, not I. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, that's the person that's going to make a difference today. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. And thank you, Jim. And Jim will be back in just a few moments here on Truth to Ponder. As we get ready to go to our break, I want to share just a couple of quick things. Some of you discover sometimes we record the program a day or so in advance. Uh, Those that listen as a podcast probably notice that both the Monday and Tuesday program were released on Monday. We did that so we would have the time to assemble this program, some errands to do, because we're going to be very busy on Wednesday. Wednesday, as you're hearing this program, my wife and I are traveling a bit of a distance from where we live, where I have a doctor's appointment. I'm still having a bit of a problem. I'm a little concerned, not sure exactly what it is. It's been going on now for for quite a while, and we need, need to get some resolution. So keep us in your prayers as we go through this day. And what I learn, I'll do the best that I can to share with you on the Thursday program. I appreciate Jim Calhoun more than you'll ever know uh, to have somebody that can put together these segments to take a chunk away from the work that I have to do each and every day means more to me than you'll ever know. And if you want to let Jim know uh, what you think of the program that he does, you can always contact me at Truth to Ponder. And my address at Truth to Ponder is very simple. Bob at Truth the number two ponder.com. That's Bob at Truth the number two ponder.com. Also, We could use your financial support. We have a new address. The old one still works, but the new address is very easy. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is P.O. Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 210. 4319. That's 24319. And Jim will be back right after we take this break. 
This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Strategy of Palestina coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. You get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. You know, there's a name Palestine, and people talk about Palestine in the name of, in the time of Jesus, Palestine, the land in biblical times. Well, there was no such thing. There was no Palestine in the time of Jesus. It didn't exist. Palestine was a strategy that the Romans came up with. When they removed the Jewish people from the land of Israel, they wanted the Jewish people to forget, they wanted the world to forget, the Jewish people to forget that they ever had a land. So they came up with another name. They said, let's name it after the enemies of Israel, the Philistines, and so or the Pilistim. And so they called it the Palestina, which means the land of the Philistines. Amazing. And even churches have maps that say Palestine on it. The point was the enemy, you know, well, the, the enemies of Israel did a good job because the world forgot that that was really Israel. It's their inheritance. Well, the enemy tries to use the same strategy on you that he used on the Jewish people, the strategy of Palestina. He wants you to forget your inheritance in God. He wants you to forget God's calling in your life, just like the Jewish people. He wants you to forget God's promise and blessing. He wants you to, to not believe in God's power, to make you the person you were meant to be, to be victorious in Messiah. He wants you to live a substitute life, a second-rate life, a messed-up sinful life. He wants your circumstances to discourage you and you to forget the life God has for you. But all that, it's just Palestina. The world may not believe that you can be what God created you to be, and you may not believe it. doesn't matter. Rise to your calling. Remember the promise of God and how great and high it is. Believe it. For Palestina is just a strategy, a substitute life to make you forget. But God will not forget the promise he has. You are an heir to the promised land. Want more? Well, just ask for the in-gathering on CD. Now, the free gift for you, the most incredible, awesome mystery of the temple doors on CD. Plus, Sapphire is guaranteed to give you the power of living a victorious life in God, all free. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. So, for your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed with your free gifts, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. My friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can blanket the earth with shortwave radio, the gospel. It's the farthest way you'll ever touch the world. That's 1-800-YESHUA, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's the address. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, rise to your calling, my friend. Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you and Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back with another great episode of Truth to Ponder tomorrow. Well, I'm looking at world events and I'm thinking about old stories and old fables. And we can use the wisdom of the ancient folks, our forefathers, to come against this new evil that really isn't a new evil, it's still Satan. It's the same old, same old evil, only repackaged and brought back with a rainbow flag and a bunch of other trappings. 
But you have places that are known for their rural areas like Wisconsin, that they're now pushing transgender very hard. And of course, California and New York and some of the other places like that, they push it as well. But it seems like these places of education, some of them are higher education, our universities and colleges, are pushing this nonsense. And they push this whole nonsense, this whole social narrative that isn't right, whether it be gay or transgender or climate change or whatever the cause celeb is at the moment, whatever they're pushing. Most of the things, if they have to push it like that and try to brainwash people, then it has no substance. So you really have to look at the world events and look at how they're being described to us. And then if you visit with your friends and neighbors and relatives, you'll start to find out that a very large percentage of them, much larger than what you would think, actually buys into this. I'm going to kind of touch on the vaccine that's not a real vaccine for the COVID mess. There are people that still insist that it's safe and effective. But we have studies coming out from Harvard and and also some very prestigious medical places like Johns Hopkins that are coming out and saying that the death jab is indeed very dangerous. And what I gather, this new booster shot for the Omicron variant was tested on animals, on just under 10, I think it was eight mice. That's all. Eight mice. And I guess they didn't die immediately, so they said, okay, it's safe. Not even in the darkest periods of medical science when they're using leeches and all sorts of really odd treatments. Never in the history of medicine, in my opinion, has there been such quackery. And the people that are actually pushing it are pushing it like it's real. If they are indeed trained, which I think that they are, then they know that they have to be telling a lie, which I don't think they mind because I think that one of the reasons they got into research science was to research how to kill people. That's just my opinion. But why else would you take your reputation as a scientist and come out and definitively say, because you tested a handful of mice and they didn't die without any other testing, none whatsoever, and you come out and say that it's safe and effective, and then they're going to actually inject this into people? There's never been a time in history that that would be allowed. As a matter of fact, back in the day when they had the old medicine shows, and you had some of these people in the wagons were selling basically snake oil, which is just a concoction of nothing, Sometimes it was a concoction of sugar water and something that wouldn't harm you. And sometimes they would put some things in their concoction that actually would make you ill. Well, if enough people went to a medicine show and bought the product and went home and had bad reactions, what happened was this traveling medicine show was hunted down by the people and they administered their own justice right then and there. Now, I'm not saying we need to be vigilantes, but I'm just telling you how far this has come. If these same people that are basically snake oil salesmen, the ones that are selling the COVID vaccine, if they were doing the same thing in a different time period, let's say the 19th century, and they rolled out this miracle cure, and all of a sudden people started falling over dead with heart attacks and dying of blood clots and people with seizures, and it's just, it's awful 
the videos that I've seen just make your skin crawl. What this quote unquote vaccine does to people. I'm going to tell you right now, the 19th century citizens of this country would have hunted these people down and stopped them from harming any other people. And they would have stopped them in any way possible. Again, I'm not calling for violence, but I'm just telling you that as a society, they've taken our rugged individualism and they've somehow surgically removed it. It seems like if it's not happening to us personally, we just shrug our shoulders and walk off. I've watched people fall over dead from this death jab almost immediately. And there might be other people standing in line to get this death jab at some clinic. And someone will go into convulsions and they'll flop down on the floor and they'll writhe around in pain and jerk around with their seizure. And then they die. And then everyone in line looks at each other, and then they take a breath, and then they step forward to get the death jab, like it never happened. If I was in line for something, and I saw that it killed the person in front of me in line, first of all, I would have done something to try to help this poor soul that got this adverse reaction. That's the first thing that stands out to me in these videos. People just stand there and stare like they're stupid. Maybe they are, I don't know. But they just sit there and stare. And to me, that's very eerie and very disturbing. But what's just as disturbing is they shrug their shoulders and they just stay in line. There's never been a time period in history where we've had so many sheeple. It seems like that the alpha male is endangered. Now, I understand lots of people don't like alpha males, and I don't consider myself this big alpha male. But I do consider myself a rugged individualist, and I consider myself a thinker. Sometimes I need to think things through a little more, but I think that's everyone on the planet. We could all do better at what we're doing. But you could not have a group of people with white coats tell me things that aren't true, and just because they're wearing a white coat, I believe them. Again, we have to stand up and understand that we're being spoon-fed a bunch of pablum. We're being spoon-fed this whole narrative of lies. And for some reason, I guess it's the psychology of the whole thing that I really don't understand. But I guess that in Nazi Germany, it was said that if you tell a lie often enough, and it's a big enough lie, then people will believe that. I don't know who to contribute that to right off the top of my head, but I know I've heard that several times. And I think that's the case here. And so they take this thing that isn't true and they put it on all sorts of public service announcements and they make sure that the sportscasters mention it in the ball games and your favorite singer will mention it in a concert and you'll read it in a newspaper and you'll see it on all the social media that such and such is the truth. And it'll be all done in lockstep. And it's all a lie. And it seems like right now that people are called influencers. Have you noticed that's another new word, influencer? Now, I guess technically, by modern standards, I'm considered an influencer. I don't want to influence anyone in any way, shape, or form. I want everyone to wake up and use their own head, use their own brain. So I want to help wake people up. I might put some ideas in people's heads, but I want them to double-check what I say. I want to put myself under a microscope. 
I don't want to come on this show and just spout a bunch of things and tell you to believe it or else. But yet that's what we're being told by the mainstream media every day. They put out some narrative and they basically say, believe this or be ridiculed, believe this or be jailed, believe this or be labeled a terrorist or what have you. They have a whole list of things that are little nasties that they want to convey upon we the people that look at what they're doing and and question it. And that's just wrong. It's wrong on every level. It's wrong on the level of the United States Constitution. It's wrong on the level of the Bill of Rights. It's wrong on the level of just being a human. We're always told as youngsters growing up to question things. That's how we learn. We're told to have a sense of imagination. We're told to be inquisitive. We're told that we should try to get to the bottom of things and really think things through. Now, I don't know if they really teach that anymore, but when I was young, that was something that most kids were told by their parents or grandparents or their teachers or or whatever adult was in charge of that child's education. But right now, it's obey. Don't question. We know better than you. And anyone that actually has thoughts that are independent of this system is all of a sudden labeled something that's undesirable. It's kind of like the caste system that they use in India. You have the people that are the untouchables, the lowest end of their caste, that could do no right no matter what. Then you have the upper end of the caste that could do no wrong no matter what. Well, we have a caste system that's being put together by society in general, and it's being championed by the mainstream media, who is bought and paid for by the socialists and the communists and all these people that want to destroy the family unit across the entire world. But it seems to me that systematically, when it works on one group, they just take that same formula and they put it on another group and they destroy it. It's kind of like these color revolutions that the CIA has been out fanning the flames of those in different countries for years. And they use each country and they learn a little bit more of how to do a color revolution. And so right now, they're really good at it. And so all over the world, they're trying to get people stirred up against their governments. Some of it may be legit, but some of it is definitely the CIA and they're doing their thing. Now, that's just my opinion, but it just seems that way. It seems like we have an awful lot of things happening worldwide that are quite a coincidence. I'll just leave it at that. There's another saying that's, if it is to be, it's up to me. There again, it's up to us to take care of our own, take care of our own family, whether it be financially, physically, spiritually. We have to love our families. We have to stand up for our communities. We need to understand that the more we support, and I'm going to call them the enemy because they are the enemy of the United States is founded, and I think that for the most part, they're the enemy of the family. And I'm not going to mention anybody by name here, but look at some of the biggest corporations in the world. It's my opinion that anyone that would do business with these big major corporations while not doing business with the local people in their community, the local business people, then you are actually harming your community. 
you're doing just the opposite of what you need to be doing. Because the local community has to be the pillar of strength. Because the buck has to stop somewhere. And all of the election rigging and all of the George Soros funding and all that can be stopped at the county level. But the county can't be strong if all the small businesses in the county are bankrupt or closed. Can't happen. And so you have the big mega corporations, and a lot of them donate to the people that I deem is undesirable to donate to. Those would be the people that are anti-God, the ones that are anti-we the people, the ones that seem to want to tear down society and so they can build it back better in their image. You know, they say build back better, but it's like, by whose standards? By your standards? And your standards are there's multiple different genders and there's, and if you question things that makes you a bad person, that's part of your standards. And it gets worse and worse from there. And so we have to understand that supporting these big mega corporations is, in a sense, driving another nail in the coffin of the economy of your county. Now, I do business in two small towns. Now, I've got to tell you, I'm six miles away from some very major corporation shopping. Six miles. One of the towns I do a lot of business in is 13 miles away, one way. So it's a 26-mile round trip. The other is 25 miles one way. So it's a 50-mile round trip. So I will drive 50 miles or 26 miles and do all of my business, and I will avoid all of these mega corporations. Does that make me smart? Does it make me a fool? No, I, I don't think it makes me either. I've just made up my mind that I am going to support the local businesses. Now you might say, why don't I go in the town and support the local businesses in that town that has these mega corporations? Well, I would if I could. But all of the big mega corporations have shut down almost everyone in that town. Like a department store or clothing stores, things like that. By and large, they're all gone. But if you get a few miles out in some of these smaller communities, there's still one or two businesses that are holding on. And so I don't mind spending my money with these people. I know what they're going through. But I think it's vital that we support our local business. It's vital that we support our local independent thinkers. It's vital that we support each other. We have to look at all of the things that all the social engineering is doing to us as a society and ask ourselves, are we better off? Are we better off teaching our kids there are dozens of genders? Are we better off allowing people to sue people because they use the wrong pronouns? Are we better as a species for jailing people like they did this poor man in Ireland, for not using the right pronouns or adjectives or whatever to a transgender? Does that make us better? No, it doesn't. It makes us weaker. And that's what they want. They want to have us as weak as possible. And so it's time that we did the opposite, and we were as strong as possible. I know it sounds very simplistic, but that's what it's going to take. It's going to take you, personally, making up your mind 
to do something about this. And then you convince one other person to make up their mind to do something about this. If we would all do that, then we'd have whole communities come together and do something about this madness. But if we sit back and grab a bowl of popcorn and just see what happens, well, I'm already going to tell you what happens. In those in the short term, we lose. Now, in the long term, I think we win because I believe in the Bible. But during our short lifetime, do you really want to live in a planet that is heading the direction it's going? Well, I don't. And so does that mean I want to do myself in? No. It means I want to stand up to this mess. We as a people, and I'm talking about the people of the world, it's time for us to know that we do matter. God loves us very much. It doesn't matter if we have a title. It doesn't matter if we have a diploma on the wall that says we're smart. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. God put each of us on this planet at this time for a purpose. And I've stated in other shows, it's time for us to find that purpose and fulfill our purpose here on earth, the reason why God put us here at this time. And I want to really encourage people to stay in prayer. I want to encourage people to look at the old wisdom, the old sayings, and understand that almost all of these old sayings have the ultimate wisdom that can help us pull through this. Like a stitch in time saves nine. If we would all act and start mending the tears in our fabric of society right now, we can save so much destruction that's coming down the road that we're looking at. And it's past time that we got our needle and thread and started stitching. And there's so many old sayings that it could take me a week to get through them all. But I think you get the gist of this. Mankind has had to deal with stupidity before and lots of adversity, and the people who have been long dead and gone that trained their generation and future generations through their wisdom needs to be heeded. We need to look at the wisdom of our forefathers and our ancestors and understand that we do have the answers to our problems. A lot of these answers are very, very simplistic, but I think that our problems boil down to good versus evil right versus wrong. I think we need to cut it to the quick and deal with it at such a simple level and then just stand your ground. Don't give in. Don't surrender. And when you know something is right, don't let anyone bully you into thinking it's wrong. Most people instinctively have a good knowledge of right and wrong. Now, the ones that don't have that knowledge, in my opinion, most of them are holding public office right now, all over the planet. I've never seen so many people that have no feelings for their fellow man pushing these COVID shots and doing all this draconian things and lockdowns. And right now, Europe is going to freeze their people to death, and they don't have to. We have an awful lot of things coming right at us. And if you let it overwhelm you, it will, period. If we break it down to the lowest common denominator, right versus wrong, good versus evil, then understand that we're either going to comply or resist. I choose to resist, and I will never comply with tyranny, ever. 
I will never comply with insanity, ever. There's another old saying saying you die with your boots on. Well, I plan on dying with my boots on, so to speak. I'm talking figuratively. But that means I'm going to stick to my guns, which is another saying. You see what I mean, how we have all these old sayings of wisdom? Try to think of all the old sayings that you've grew up knowing and revisit Aesop's fables and some of the other things that have a moral, stories that have a moral to the whole thing. We need to really look at those and take all of those and see how they're relevant today because I think most of them are. I want to tell each and every listener that you are special. You're special in the eyes of God or you wouldn't be here. Now you may not feel special, but I'm going to hear but I'm here to tell you that you are. And you yes, you can make a difference. Well, I hope that you got something from the show today. And I really do appreciate Bob Beerman allowing me to come speak to his great audience. It's an honor for me. And I want to thank all the people who have contacted me with emails. And the best way to contact me through Truth to Ponder is to give Bob an email at bob at truthtoponder.com. And he will forward any email to me. That's the best way to do it. And also, I would ask that you consider donating to Truth to Ponder because this ministry does take money to operate and it's through your generous donations that keep it on the air and keep it operating. And Bob Behrman has many things he's working on. He's always trying to improve things. He's always trying to think things through. And I personally think Truth to Ponder is a great ministry to support. And all of your support would be greatly appreciated. You can send in a donation electronically by going to the Truth to Ponder website, which is truthtoponder.com, and then simply click on the tab that says support and follow the instructions on that page. And you can electronically donate to Truth to Ponder. And if you'd like to send in your donation with a money order or check by regular mail, that would be appreciated as well. You would write your check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319, and your support does make a great difference, and I do appreciate all of your support. Thank you for tuning in today. I do appreciate that as well. And so until next time, stay strong, stay confident, stay well. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.